ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾ ನಮ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯೈ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹಲೋ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ರವಿ ರಂಗನಾಥನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಟು ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಯಹಾ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಸ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಇನ್ ಮೈ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಐ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪ್ಲೈನ್ ಹೌ ದಿಸ್ ಪಾಡ್ಕಾಸ್ಟ್ ಕೇಮ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ಟುಡೇ ವಿ ವಿಲ್ ಸಿ ದ ಮಹಾಭಾರತ ಸ್ಟೋರಿ ಲೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ದ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಟೀಚಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಮೋರ್ ದನ್ ಫೈವ್ ತೌಸಂಡ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಅಗೋ ದಿ ಕುರೂಸ್ ರೂಲ್ಡ್ ಓವರ್ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಮಾಡರ್ನ್ ಡೇ ಡೆಲ್ಲಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಸರೌಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಪ್ಲೇಸಸ್ ದೀಸ್ ರೂಲರ್ಸ್ ವೆರ್ ದ ಡಿಸೆಂಡೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಕುರು ದೇ ರೂಲ್ಡ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಹಸ್ತಿನಾಪುರ ಎ ಪ್ಲೇಸ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಟು ನಾರ್ತ್ ಈಸ್ಟ್ ಡೆಲ್ಲಿ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕುರು ಡೈನಾಸ್ಟಿ ವೆರ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ತ್ರೀ ಬ್ರದರ್ಸ್ ಧೃದರಾಷ್ಟ್ರ ಪಾಂಡು ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವಿದುರ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ದ ರೂಲಿಂಗ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಪಾಸ್ಡ್ ಅವೇ ಆಸ್ ಪರ್ ದ ಕಸ್ಟಮ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡೇ ದಿ ಎಲ್ಡೆಸ್ಟ್ ಸನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಧೃದರಾಷ್ಟ್ರ ಹೂ ವಾಸ್ ಬ್ಲೈಂಡ್ ವಾಸ್ ಆಟೋಮ್ಯಾಟಿಕ್ಲಿ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ವಾಲಿಫೈಡ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ಶಿಪ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ಡಮ್ ವೆಂಟ್ ಟು ದ ಸೆಕೆಂಡ್ ಸನ್ ಪಾಂಡು ಹೌವರ್ ಪಾಂಡೂಸ್ ಫಾರ್ಚೂನ್ಸ್ ವಾಸ್ ಶಾರ್ಟ್ ಲಿವ್ಡ್ ಒನ್ಸ್ ಪಾಂಡು ವೆಂಟ್ ಟು ದ ಫಾರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಫಾರ್ ಹಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ಅ ಕರ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಎ ಸೇಜ್ ಹೂಮ್ ಹಿಯರ್ಡ್ ಅನ್ಇಂಟೆನ್ಷನ್ಲಿ ಅನಾಯ್ಡ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಕರ್ಸ್ಡ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ವಿಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಎನಿ ಸನ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ಗೇವ್ ಅಪ್ ದ ಥ್ರೋನ್ ಪರ್ಮನೆಂಟ್ಲಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೆಟಲ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫಾರೆಸ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಈಸ್ ಟೂ ವೈಫ್ಸ್ ಕುಂತಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮಾದ್ರಿ ದ ಬ್ಲೈಂಡ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಧೃದರಾಷ್ಟ್ರ ಬಿಕೇಮ್ ದ ಕ್ಯಾರ್ಟೇಕರ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ರೂಲಿಂಗ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ಡಮ್ ಇನ್ ಈಸ್ ಬ್ರದರ್ಸ್ ನೇಮ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ದ ಫೋರ್ಟ್ ಅಂಟಿಲ್ ಹಿ ಸನ್ಸ್ ಕೇಮ್ ಆಫ್ ಏಜ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಹಿ ಕುಡ್ ಪಾಸ್ ದ ಕಿಂಗ್ಡಮ್ ಟು ದ unfortunately life was not as simple as that the sage who cursed pandu did not know that kunti had already got a special boon a mantra from another sage called durvasa rishi if she chanted the mantra with great devotion focusing on any god of her choice that god would bless her with a child in the forest kunti chanted the mantra three times first to the god of dharma who is none other than yama the god of death and righteousness after a couple of years later she chanted the mantra thinking the wind god pavan also known as vayu and then to indra the lord of heavens and master of the thunderbolt the three boys thus born were named yudhishthira bhima and arjuna kunti teaches this mantra to madri who did not have any child she chants the mantra to the ashwini twins the gods of medicine and gets herself twin boys nakula and sahadeva the five brothers were called pandavas and they started growing up in the forest with their parents soon pandu and madri die kunti along with the pandavas comes back and knocks on the door of the palace this puts a big dent into dhridrashtra's plan he had hoped that his childless brother would die in the forest and then no force on earth would be able to stop his sons from rightfully claiming the throne of hastinapura for themselves to give a twist to the story it is revealed later that long before kunti had the pandavas she had a dry run with the mantra to test its effect she chants the mantra thinking of the god of light and energy the sun god the result was the birth of karna she had chanted the mantras before her marriage to pandu and she did not want anyone to know about it so she puts the baby in a basket and floats it in a river the basket was picked up by a charioteer adiradanandana and he names the child as karna karna starts growing up as the son of the charioteer and his wife radha and not as the rightful heir of the kingdom till his death 
the son of light was in the dark to the world outside except for his mother kunti and shri krishna now let us see what happened in the palace when pandu and his wives were living in the forest the blind caretaker king dhridrashtra had married gandhari a princess from gandhara modern day gandahar in afghanistan in fact circumstances forced her to get married to the blind king yet because her husband cannot see she also decided not to see the world through her eyes she covers her eyes with a mask for the rest of her life even during the pandemic time people don't want to cover their mouth and nose in the name of individuality and freedom people refuse to give the bare minimum back to the society while in the same name of individuality she decided to forego all her visual experiences for the rest of her life blindness did not stop the two from bringing out 100 sons and one beautiful daughter the eldest son was named duryodhana if you are wondering how many years it took for them to be born you will be in for a surprise all of them were born almost at the same time from 101 embryos that had been incubated in mud pots for several months until the babies were all grown and ready they were probably the first known test pot babies the 100 boys were known as the kauravas that is descendants of the kuru i suppose the parents were hoping that by calling them descendants of the kuru they will automatically become the rightful owners of the kingdom once they come of the legal age all these 100 princes along with the pandavas started growing up together learning the same lessons under the same teacher dronacharya now the trouble for the kauravas was that the five pandavas consistently beat them in every department among all of them yudhishthira was the most honest and upright bhima was the strongest arjuna outclassed everyone else at archery and nagula and sagadeva were the best horsemen on the field the pandavas were polite respectful of their elders and were liked by everyone except the kauravas especially duryodhana who was aiming to become the king duryodhana worried that yudhishthira will be named as the next king decided to do away with his five cousins he built them a brand new palace and invited them to stay the night in fact the building was built with highly inflammable wax and the plan was to set it on fire when the pandavas were sleeping mother kunti was also with them through vidura yudhishthira comes to know about duryodhana's plan ahead of time the pandavas leave six corpses inside the building and escape through a secret tunnel that leads to a forest making everyone believe that they are all dead while in hiding they heard about the swayamvara of princess draupadi the daughter of king drupada of pancha during a swayamvara various kings who want to marry the princess assemble and the princess decide whom she wants to marry to win her over the marriage the king drupada had hosted an archery competition this king drupada was a classmate of drona he had promised to drona many things but failed to fulfill them thus angering drona though he is a brahmin drona takes the profession of a kshatriya joins the kurus and becomes the teacher for pandavas and kauravas with the intention to bring down drupada this archery competition was one of the earliest known game of thrones a sequel only to rama's lifting and tying the shiva's bow the goal for the archer was to hit a spinning fish on the ceiling by only looking at the water below it the winner would get to marry the kingdom's beautiful princess draupadi the pandavas decided to try their luck they go dressed as brahmins to hide their two identity as you predicted many princes tried and failed 
among the pandavas arjuna participated and for him it was just a kids play and he won the game easily duryodhana immediately realized who the archer really was and was enraged that his plan had failed duryodhana meets karna during this competition and takes him into his fold making him the king of anga on the other side the pandavas meet their cousin krishna the son of their mother's brother for the first time the pandavas returned joyfully to share the news with their mother who was inside the house reciting her prayers the brother shouted look what we have brought home today kunti who was busy saying her prayers without turning around responded as a typical mom whatever it is my sweethearts make sure you divide it equally among yourselves as i have already told you the pandavas respect their elders and do not go against them draupadi becomes the wife of all five pandavas Now that everyone has figured out the Pandavas were alive and well, there was a lot of political and societal pressure on Dhritarashtra to give them at least half the kingdom, if not the full kingdom. The Pandavas were given the worst, most barren part of the kingdom. But that did not deter them. They converted that barren land into a most beautiful capital, Indraprastha, and ruled from there. It is modern-day Delhi. Duryodhana was invited to this new palace. The palace was constructed in a way that he could not see the difference between a hall and a pond. He slips and falls. Draupadi sees his fall and starts laughing and Duryodhana feels insulted. The new palace made Duryodhana even more jealous and even more determined to destroy his cousins. His uncle, his mother's brother Shakuni was a sneaky kind of smart guy. Yudhishthira had one weakness, his love for the game of dice. and shakuni decided to exploit that to his advantage and bring yudhishthira's downfall the dice game is a game of chance and not a game of intellect and there is no guaranteed way of winning it but shakuni is a grand cheat in this there is another side story about how shakuni got his dice which he can control to get whatever number he wants i will not take that detour yudhishthira was formally invited to a friendly game of dice which he could not resist Yudhishthira accepts the invitation and plays the game. Lot of drama takes place during this game. Though Yudhishthira kept losing, not knowing Sakuni was cheating him, did not stop playing, convinced that luck would turn his way soon. Both sides were playing high stakes, betting everything they have, and every time Yudhishthira loses the game. With nothing left to bet, Yudhishthira bets each of his four brothers, then their common wife Draupadi, and finally himself. and loses everything draupadi who was asked to come to the palace demanded answers for her questions and refused to go to the kauravas palace angered duryodhana commands his brother duchasan to fetch her if necessary to drag her holding draupadi by her hair duchasan dragged her to the court she started asking pertinent questions to all elders in the court no one could open their mouths to answer her Bhima could not hold himself any longer but Arjuna reminded Bhima to not fall for their game to further dishonor Draupadi who laughed at Duryodhana when he toured Indraprastha Duchasan was given orders to remove her sari and he started pulling her sari distraught Draupadi seeing none of her husbands could do anything to protect her prays to Sri Krishna instantly her sari starts stretching forever The place was piled with a heap of beautiful clothes. Duchasan fell to his knees in tiredness. With anger flowing all over her body, 
Draupadi takes a vow not to tie her hair until it is washed with the blood of the Kauravas. Bhima also takes a strong vow. He takes an oath to rend the breast and drink the heart's blood of sinful Dushasana. King Dhridrashtra realized the enormity of the situation, called Draupadi to his side and tried to soothe her with gentle words. He told Yudhishthira that he is not to be blamed and he should forget what the evil Duryodhana has done from his memory and asked him to take back everything he lost and be free and prosperous. Duryodhana was furious but could not disobey the caretaker king, his father, and the Pandavas returned to Indraprastha with their heads down. After the departure of the Pandavas, there was a heated debate in the palace of the Kauravas. Duryodhana once again convinces Dhridharashtra to invite the Pandavas back for another game of dice. Dharmaputra returns to Hastinapura to play the game again with Shakuni, though everyone dissuades him from doing so. This time, there would be just one game. The bet is, whoever lost would have to go to into exile along with their brothers for 12 years with the added condition that they spend the 13th year in incognito. If they were recognized during the 13th year, they would have to go right back into exile for another 12 years. Yudhishthira got defeated this time also. Since they lost the game, as agreed, they left for the forest. If you ask why Yudhishthira accepted to play the dice game, and that too for the second time after losing everything the first time, and why Dushasan went to disrobe Draupati, reasons are given in the story. I am going to skip that. Interested listeners can take that as an extracurricular study. During the 13th year, they lived in King Virata's palace, with Yudhishthira as a courtier, Bhima as a cook and a wrestler, Arjuna as a eunuch assuming the name of Brahannala, serving the ladies of the court and teaching dance, vocal and instrumental music to Princess Uttara, Nakula as a horse trainer in King's stable, Sahadeva tending the palace cows, and Draupati as the companion and attendant of the princess. Kichaka, the brother of the commander-in-chief of Virata's army, was uncontrollably attracted to Draupati and started making amorous overtures to her. Bhima decided to put an end to him. Draupadi persuaded Kichaka to come to a designated place at night. Bhima dressed as Draupadi, handled him and made him into a lump of flesh. Draupadi told guards Kichaka came to molest her and her Gandharva husbands killed him. Meanwhile, throughout the year Duryodhana's spies were searching everywhere for the Pandavas. The news of the killing of Kichaka by some Gandharvas on account of a woman raised a big doubt in Duryodhana's mind. There were only two people who could kill Kichaka, Bhima and Balarama. Duryodhana thought that the Gandharva story must be a fake story. He decided to bring out the Pandavas by stealing Virata's cattle. Arjuna as Brihanala drove the chariot of Uttara, the crown prince, who himself was not a brave warrior. Instead of Uttara, Arjuna fought the Kauravas army, defeated Duryodhana and Duryodhana fled from the battlefield. This happened just after the completion of the 13th year. After spending the 13th year in hiding successfully, they come back to climb their kingdom. But Duryodhana flatly refuses to yield anything, insisting that they have been found during the 13th year and hence they have to go back to the forest for another 12 years. Sri Krishna was sent as an ambassador. The peace talks did not go well. During the talks, Duryodhana planned to capture and tie Sri Krishna. 
but Shri Krishna showed his Vishwarupam and said nothing doing. You don't have that power to tie me down like my mother Yasoda and you have to face the consequences. Yudhishthira had already brought down his demands to just one village with five houses, one for each brother and Duryodhana declared that he will not give even the amount of land that would fit on the tip of a needle. With the talks yielding nothing, Shri Krishna had to return empty-handed. Duryodhana was thirsty for the war and with all talks failed, war became inevitable. This is not a war like modern times war, sitting inside a comfortable AC room thousands of miles away and sending rockets and drones to destroy and kill the enemies, with innocent civilians being categorized as collateral damage. It is a direct face-to-face war carrying heavy weapons, armor and powerful magical arrow missiles. It is a war fought on foot, on horses, on elephants and on chariots. Both sides began frantic negotiations with various kings from the entire subcontinent. Both sides sought kings far and near, their neighbors, relatives, friends, friends of friends. More and more kings sided with one side or the other. The family quarrel engulfed the entire land. Because Sri Krishna said that he will not pick a weapon to fight, Duryodhana chose Krishna's army and took the entire army to fight on his side. Arjuna was happy that Sri Krishna was on his side. If you are wondering how successful the two sides were in assembling their armies, let us look into the statistics of it. The Pandava's army size was 7 Akshahinis, that is 7 divisions with about 1.53 million soldiers and Gaurava's army size was 11 Akshahinis with about 2.4 million soldiers. One Akshahini consists of 21,870 chariots, 21,870 elephants, 65,610 horses and 109,350 foot soldiers. With each chariot, elephant and horse having its own warrior, it amounts to a total of 218,700 warriors in one Akshahini. This does not include the charities who are not supposed to lift weapons and fight. This did not also include the cheerleaders from both sides. Thus, from an absolute point of view, Pandava's army was a huge army. But Compared to it, the Kauravas army was much bigger, almost by million soldiers. The stage is now set for the great war. Rules of engagement for the war were agreed upon. Fighting must begin no earlier than sunrise and end exactly at sunset. You can fight only with equals. If one wants to fight with words, the enemy has to fight with words and not with weapons. If someone runs away from the battlefield, they should not be chased and killed. Elephant warrior can fight only with an elephant warrior. A horse warrior can fight only with a horse warrior, similarly for foot soldiers and chariot soldiers. You cannot use a weapon on one who trusts you or has no weapon or is afraid to fight with you. You cannot kill a person who has lost all his weapons or lost his armor or unarmed or unconscious or has surrendered. You cannot strike from behind. You cannot use weapons against the cheerleaders who are making noise with the drums, trumpets and various other instruments. You cannot kill or injure a person or animal not taking part in the war or an animal not considered as a direct threat. No more than one warrior may attack a single warrior. It is prohibited to strike below the waist in ace warfare. Many more rules of engagement were agreed upon, but of course, as the war progressed, most of the rules of engagement were broken. 
a place to fight the war was also selected. It was at Kurukshetra, a place about 100 miles from Delhi, located in the state of modern Haryana. For 18 days, the greatest warriors in the land faced each other and fought like lions and their roars resounding across the land. Tasya Sanjanayan Harsham Kuru Vridha Pitamagaha Simmanadam Vinatyochaihi Sankam Tatmo Pratapavan Avan Uchaham Thunda Guruvin Mutha Muppatanar Singanadamana Varakka Olika Sangai Udinar Thunivullavar the mighty grandsire Bhishwam and the oldest of the Kuru dynasty blew his conch loudly and it sounded like a lion's roar bringing immediate happiness to Turyodhana. But even before the first arrow missile started flying, before a single mace was swung to break an enemy's skull to pieces, before the glittering swords started making twing-tang twing-tang sounds as they strike each other, before the elephant warriors rushed at each other, before the horse warriors rushed at each other, before a drop of blood was spilled, right before the start of the epic war was a conversation right in the middle of the battlefield, right in between the two armies. Seeing the enemy army with Bhishma and Drona standing ready to fight, Arjuna threw his bow and arrows and refused to fight. He gets totally confused and surrenders to his charioteer Sri Krishna to get him out of this mess. The conversation that takes place between them is what is known as Bhagavad Gita. After that great spiritual conversation, Arjuna gets up and fights the Gurukshetra war. At the end of 18 days of war, among all those who stayed in the battlefield and fought the war, everyone except the five Pandavas, Yutsu, Satyaki, Kritavarma, Ashwatthama, Kripacharya and Vrishaketu died. Vrishaketu was Karna's son. Kritavarma, Ashwatthama and Kripacharya were the three survivors on the Kauravas side. Of course, it is obvious that Sri Krishna is in the list. Since he did not lift a weapon and fight, I did not include him specifically in that list. Yutsu is the only son of Dhridarashtra from Gandhari's maid who survived. He fought on the Pandava side and survived. After 36 years, when Pandavas renounce everything and leave for the forest, they leave the kingdom in the hands of Yutsu as a caretaker until Arjuna's grandson Parikshit comes of age to rule the kingdom. Both the Pandavas and the Kauravas were from the same Kuru family. The fight was between the family members dragging the armies from the entire subcontinent. Symbolically, this says that within every human being, there are good thoughts and bad thoughts. Five good thoughts and hundred bad thoughts are fighting against each other. For this fight, they drag the support of other minds also. One should use their five good thoughts to overcome the hundred bad thoughts. To win this internal mind war, the person needs the help and blessings of Bhagavan, the cosmic intelligence, the God, the pure consciousness. Before we go further, you may have many questions like, did they really have this big army on either side? Is this really a historical event? Did this story really happen? Or is it all a Vyasa Ganesha's fake story? Based on astronomical information provided in Mahabharata, one estimate is that the Gurukshetra war started on 8th December and ended on 25th December 5163 BCE. There was a solar eclipse between 3 pm to 5 pm on 21st December, the day Jayadratha died. Bhishma died on 2nd February, the first Ekathasi of the Uttarayanam period in 
5162 BCE. Another estimate is that the war started on 16th October and ended on 2nd November 5561 BCE. Whether it is a real historical event or not, what matters more is what we can gain out of this for our peace and happiness. The point is not the size of the army but the truth that what happens to a person when they are put in such a challenging position. Do I need 100 people with guns pointing at me to be afraid of the situation? Will our mind be fearless and laughing if only one person points a loaded gun at us instead of 100? Yeha pashyati sa pashyati. The person who understands, that person understands. As the war was going on, the blind king Dhridharashtra was in the palace and he needed to be updated with what was going on in the battlefield which is 100 kilometers away from the palace. So, a live in-person streaming technology was used to give him a running commentary about what was going on in the battlefield. What streaming device did they use? Who streamed what to whom? What was the technology used? And who created this technology? That is for the next episode. Until that time, this is Ravi Ranganathan bidding goodbye. Bhagavad Gita. Yaha Pashyati Sapashyati. Yaha Pashyati Sapashyati. Yaha Pashyati Sapashyati. Yaha Pashyati Sapashyati. Oh.